0: How are you doing? You're all
1: right. Good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm very well indeed. Thanks so much for taking the call. No,
1: not at all. Thanks for thanks for asking. No, it's an absolute
0: pleasure. I've just been listening to your E T.
1: Good, good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I really love. I love um. Say so you'll be there. I like you know that transition into your higher register. You know, on the bit I know that you will always be here when you go up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really
0: like that. Is that
1: hard? To- um. No, I mean not really. I think it's just um, I think it originally came from me not having g- good technical training, so it just it's an it's a kind of accidental thing that I'm I I do on purpose now. Oh, nice. So no, but I think it's just I think it's probably technically very poor. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah, because I know you did music at school, but um, I don't know did the, the teachers sort of not really see. Potentially in you in your relationship with that at school wasn't wasn't fab was it it wasn't all that enjoyable for you
1: yeah I mean I think I just never enjoyed I wasn't good at music uh theory I really struggled with the technical understanding I was always much more interested in just kind of playing things by ear and figuring different stuff out and being examined on the thing that I loved um always just felt like a very weird disconnect to me so yeah yeah I just I didn't really enjoy that part of it at school and then as soon as I left I I got much more into my songwriting and yeah just kind of went from there.
0: Have you ever been back to your school like when people get successful schools sometimes ask them to come back?
1: (laughs) No I haven't but um I moved I moved school so I don't know if I don't know if they would I mean they do kind of ask in the like those like alumni things to kind of Tell them what you're up to, but I guess i'm not <laughs> not big enough deal for them to contact me <laughs> um I would love to go back though I think it would I think it would be really cool because I went to an all girls school first uh, for secondary school, mm. and music text really wasn't something that was encouraged, and even at my mixed school, it wasn't really encouraged either for the girls to do, yeah. so I'd quite like to go back and just be like. You can absolutely learn how to produce. It's not a thing that requires a man,
0: um, mm.
1: because I I didn't have that at school, and I would love to encourage that um, as well as you know traditional songwriting. But the production is it's really important to learn as well, and I've only learnt that you know after leaving.
0: And I'll go. I'll launch actually straight in with the peak. Congratulations, because I know it's been two years of unique identity capturing for you um is yes. that fair to say
1: <laughs> yeah i think so i think it kind of the journey and the content of the song kind of reflects my period of transition and growing up a little bit and just a kind of period of growth so mm. yeah i would say that
0: and it's interesting because like, the result of a quest for a unique identity but the the title itself is quite generic
1: yeah, I um I did that just because I wanted to name the EP after one of the tracks on it. Um, and then, girl was girl was a song that kind of defined the sound and shaped the whole idea of the EP. So I felt mm-hmm. like it was appropriate to kind of give that as um well to so the name of the EP to give it the title, and also just because it, again, it's to do with that kind of period of transition and growth you know girl can sometimes be used in a sort of derogatory way or to kind of diminish somebody and or just as a woman you know being called a girl when you're a woman is a bit like okay um yeah (laughs) so yeah that's that's why I wanted to do it just to be like this is girl this is it and this is the period of growth and transition and the reflection of that so it is it is quite a generic um title but I wanted it to be kind of all-encompassing and not particularly specific, especially yeah. because the single is supposed to um, encompass all women and all girls anywhere of any orientation, gender, size, whatever. Then, yeah, it was it was to do with that. So it, it was supposed to be as blanket a term as possible on purpose.
0: Yeah, um, no, we've made we've made that sense because the song itself it is about something that has affected so many women but also those sorts of things like sort of sexual harassment and stuff they're also each individual thing is also unique to each woman so it's like that mixture again
1: yeah absolutely
0: and with that song was it a case of you just simply you were looking at an area in which you have influence i.e music um just to make a statement about it you use the area you know best to say what you feel
1: yeah I mean I think for me um, music has always been my preferred vehicle of expression and I'm not particularly kind of open personally anyway so I've always found it easier to kind of communicate through music so Mm. I couldn't I also couldn't and I I'm not I don't really have the authority to speak on it in any other forum Um, you know I'm not a great public speaker i'm not in, i'm not particularly there are people who are much more kind of politically aware and much more well-read and much better educated on certain issues than i am so i can really only speak on what i have experienced and what you know i know other women and girls have experienced so that's all yeah. i try to do is kind of reflect the times we're in and what we're what we've gone through and that's not to say it's reflective of everyone's experience either but i know that it has resonated with quite a few people which is which is really
0: nice and um the mental health side of things as well which possibly might resonate even more now actually following <laughs> these past few yeah. months you know what I mean with people sort of um I went into therapy during lockdown actually for the first time really? in like sort of years because I, d- I think yeah. a lot of people were like thinking I want when this is all over I want to go back out into the world sort of differently maybe I don't know that's sort of my thinking about it so I mean, speaking of that, actually, I mean, how did you cope creatively (laughs) these past few months and uh, mentally?
1: I mean, I think creatively, if I'm I'm being really honest, I found it really difficult um, to come up with anything because, you know, whilst you may have had more time at home, the level of stress and anxiety that everybody has, for me, just got a bit kind of, not all-encompassing, but it it was definitely kind of stifling, creatively because I was so worried about releasing the EP and going into a campaign when it could go all sort of tits up for want of the yeah. better words. And, um, you know, I'm an independent artist, so I support myself financially. And it was, it was really stressful It's been a very, it's been a really exciting because The reception's been so good, but it's been really stressful. And obviously, you know, stress is all subjective, but it's been quite, quite challenging. Um, yeah. And, Hasn't hasn't been particularly conducive um, towards creating anything particularly good. I've done like Zoom sessions and everything, but I just think they're not as good. And I know, yeah, yeah. So so create creatively not my not my finest hour. Uh, the last couple of months in terms of writing new material, I'm. I I'm
0: it's of such great ideas. They just sort of sometimes fall in your lap in the space of two minutes, don't they? So yeah, so three months or sort of sat on a sofa it doesn't yeah. necessarily guarantee that
1: yeah and you know I like to write about um my experiences and I haven't really experienced anything um oh, yes. other than you know anxiety um and being inside and you know I draw on my friends experiences and they're not up to anything in my you know personal relationships everything's kind of the same so okay. it, it it hasn't been a sort of a richness of things to kind of delve into. And I have think it's mentally London. Yes. Yeah, I haven't left. Um I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping to get out soon because I need I need to just like see some countryside. <laughs> um but I have I've been here since February, so yeah, I'm 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 hoping to get out of my flat soon for a break mm-hmm. safely of course. <laughs> um do you, would you say you
0: have a thing about this earlier, would you do you also have a a London sound is that even a thing anymore
1: I think so I think just because you know I grew up in London mainly I grew up in between here and Ireland and obviously my family's Egyptian so culturally I already have quite a blend but I think London it's such a multicultural city and there's so many different genres and things coming out of here just just different sounds and so many people collaborating it's I don't really like the word melting pot but it is really a melting right. pot I don't know I think there's just something exciting about the city that um, I don't know it's, it's conducive to new ideas and to maybe more experimental ideas but again I'm I'm not sure I've written I've written in Montreal I've written in Paris again I think I think it's more to do with I, I agree with you I think it's more to do with the, the person and the individual but I do think the place does have some influence on that yeah.
0: and you recorded Girl all over the place. We're,
1: yes.
0: were all the countries as fabulous being as each other and how come you made it in quite a few different spots?
1: I mean they were. I'd never been to Canada, uh, which was it was cool actually. Um, I'd I've spent quite a lot of time in Paris before because I freelance with a French label called The Cause and I did oh. writing camps and I, I used to work with their with their artists. So I spent time in Paris before, which is, I mean, Paris is just, like, amazing. I mm. love going to Paris. For whatever, you know, stereotypical things it has, it doesn't matter. It's it's just beautiful and, you know, you feel, it feels very poetic, Paris, which is lovely, in a way that London is more kind of fast-paced and kind of grittier and just, you know, yeah, a, a wonderful, hectic experience. Paris is much more... um Maybe because I was I was by myself for a lot of it. I don't know. You just got a, a bit more time to to reflect on things. And we went we went to all those places because my producers, one of them is based in Paris and the other is based in Montreal and Martinique. Um, we didn't make it to Martinique, but I would love to go. Um, maybe for the next one when everything settles down. I would say, obviously I I live in London, so we finished it here.
0: That's nice. That's fitting. Appropriate. Um. Do all the sides of your um, heritage, do they complement one another?
1: I think so. I think there's actually, I think they've got more in common than you might, with each other than you might sort of imagine. I mean, I I come from two very big, very loving, very sort of, I I don't want to say crazy, but, you know, <laughs> it's quite full on um, yeah. bunch of people and it, it's really good fun. Um, it's chaotic. But both both cultures tend to focus on, kind of, or my, in my experience, um, you know, family. There's always music blurring. There's always amazing food, and yeah, I mean, again, there's 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 so many cultures through my family. Everybody's married into different places and um, live in different places now. So I've always been, I don't know, I've always been around a lot of. Uh, uh, just a huge mix. And so I think that comes into my music and makes me a bit less afraid to experiment with different sounds yeah. and instrumentation. So yeah. And my, my parents um, always played us Arabic and Irish music growing up. So oh, I think hey, that' does really important... Can you tell important. me
0: more about Irish um, sing-song, family sing-songs in Ireland?
1: Yeah. Um, again, that's are they, my... are they
0: as you'd imagine?
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um My... My mum's from a family of 10 originally. um, Wow. And in a kind of, you know, classic, stereotypical way, everybody plays, you know, 15 instruments and they play them amazingly. And you sort of go there and you just feel really, really technically inferior because you can't just pick up a mandolin and have a go and you can't play the harmonica and you can't, you know, you can't play the guitar without, you know, ever hearing a song to work out the chords where everybody in my family can. Mm. So... You know you go to a wedding or you go to a family reunion or even just a dinner will get a bit rowdy. We actually went to my grandmother's funeral in Limerick a few years ago and it ended up at about three a m with everybody singing around the hotel piano oh, and man. half of us yeah half of us are crying the rest because she loved to sing she was she was very involved in um the local kind of music scene there and so we just kind of it was a kind of tribute to her it was beautiful and it was that kind of. That's what big Irish families are to me, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's really good fun. It's always kind of fun. it's always like, oh, this is your cousin. You're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's
0: it's really good fun. My grandma's Irish, and he's um, sort of. And we don't have the same. Um, is only my grandparents, the two of them, who they're the, the yeah. Irish side of the family left. So it's not like a mass gathering. But he he yeah. loves to sing song, and I wonder if it's like sort of just because um, Irish people have less um, inhibitions and are just happier to sing regardless of what their voices are like or whether they just all generally have pretty good voices and and know it. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a big... I think it's definitely a big part of the culture. I think it's sort of... Some people picture it as being very sort of, uh, you know, like old trad sessions on every corner. It's not quite like that, but I think... Definitely, certain generations. Everybody knew how to sing, even if they, like you say, even if they can't sing, they do. And yeah, I think you're. I got quite nervous, kind of singing at family events because I feel like there's a pressure. But then everybody is just expected to get up and sing and to do their bit. Um, and yeah. I used to just get so embarrassed because my dad would volunteer me to go and sing, and I really didn't want to. <laughs> um, just because i have more kind of um. More shy about that sort of thing.
0: Also, it's your it, job. So, yeah,
1: yeah, you're expected to be here, really. really came here good.
0: For a break, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: yeah. I guess that's I guess that's it. it's a kind of more of a personal pressure I put on myself, and it's 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 really embarrassing for me if I can't do it properly. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good fun.
0: Yeah, and your dad's got the recorder collection. The recorder's been integral to your. Music, yeah <laughs> um
1: the recorder, yeah basically my my dad plays lots of instruments, and um uh, I learned the clarinet when I was younger, my sister did the saxophone, we all played the piano, um, and we all played the recorder <laughs> because it was something that everybody could play so yeah my my first show, I think I was eight, uh was at Bush hall in the my family's recorder ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there are no photos of.
0: <laughs> did, did you have a name?
1: Uh, I think we were just. Oh, I can't remember. I'd have to ask my dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> my mum used to, come any to kind of do it to teach it to us. Um, I oh, nice really. To see her.
1: Yeah, I
0: saw some. Yeah. During the day, to to rock up and teach us recorder. Oh, that's
1: so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's an annoy. It's like recorders get really bad rap. For sure, um, but <laughs> but yeah, you know most kids most kids can play one. Uh, it's oh, easy yeah, to learn.
0: Actually, it's not all that easy. Certain things. Yeah. Sort of, <laughs> as you progress through the book, the pieces yeah. get more tasking. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I mean that you were doing it at short at eight. I I think is one hell of an achievement.
1: Yeah, I mean, I probably was playing kind of the three note part. But thank you, that's <laughs> very generous. Just
0: finally, um, what is, what's on the agenda sort of tour-wide? Are you just literally just waiting to be... Yeah. ...to do live performance-wise?
1: I've got... I mean, I've got a live show. I don't know when this is, when this is printing or when this is um, being published. Um, uh, next
0: month. But prob- next probably month. online think... before, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a gig this weekend, um, but it's virtual so again I think we're all just kind of navigating the space of the new reality which is you know shows a virtual at the moment which I don't I don't love I think you miss out on the experience of being in the room with other people and those really exciting moments when you think you're hearing something special and you're all kind of having this collective I don't know this collective experience I I think people are really missing that but
0: yeah, yeah, you is. don't get the same buzz um, in a Zoom waiting room, do you, as you do?
1: No, a and, I, a queue. I, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think also people are getting a bit kind of fatigued by Zoom. I'm not enjoying Zooming people anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult time. I mean, the second it's okay to play, you know, I was supposed to do an EP launch gig, uh, which obviously got cancelled. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know i'm I'm kind of hoping we'll be able to do some kind of shows in November, but it's really just going off every day for new new information.